The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I wanted to talk to you about rotoballer.com. Win big in 2022 with rotoballer.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use Rotoballer's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value plays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. For a limited time, get your MLB Premium Pass for an extra 10% off your with your discount code Bubba, B-U-B-B-A. Just visit rotoballer.com, use promo code Bubba, B-U-B-B-A for 10% off the Premium Pass for the MLB season, and get started to rotoballing like a boss. back everybody to another episode of benched with bubba episode 496 i have a special guest returning to be benched with bubba tonight a great man a great guest always enjoy talking with them if it's either on twitter through the dms or on the podcast great individual great fantasy uh analyst and player really good stuff i had the pleasure of playing in tgfbi with him last year that was an absolute blast he writes for baseball prospectus he writes for pitcher list he's the man behind specs and cue boards you can find him on twitter at ca marcano Carlos Marcano, how are we doing, my friend? Oh, man, very happy to be here once again. And and uh, after that introduction, I'm afraid to talk, man. Yeah, <laughs> You're always <laughs> too kind with me. But uh, no, I'm, I'm just pleased to be here with you. Um, I, it's always, uh, I, I always have a lot of fun. And, and we usually get to to get some, some nice stuff. And, and hopefully folks around can, can find it useful. So it's all a win-win situation. Yes, it is. It always is. And the, the words were true. You're a great person, a great stuff you got coming out, what you're doing. At, uh, you know, since last time we talked, you've, you've done a lot of work at Baseball Prospectus now. Uh, we obviously have the uh, the pitcher list work that we will definitely talk about later on. But uh, why don't you just briefly let people know what kind of your recent articles. I know you do like a two-start pitcher article and some other stuff. So let them know what you got going on right now. 
Yeah, I'm the I'm the local resident on, on two start pitchers uh, at baseball prospectus for the fantasy team. So I, I always have this I have this weekly column which goes on on Fridays where I analyze the the following week uh, schedule for pitchers that have two starts and uh, it's it's been really uh, really cool and 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 a challenge in terms of. Uh, getting the most helpful information for everyone to try to maximize the 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 pitching and uh, for their for all their their teams and I, I hadn't done it before and, and I'm I'm really liking it and I'm also do some freestyle fantasy stuff. Um, the most recently one was looking for some uh, Babips uh, oddities in for some haters and stuff like that and. And where I found out that maybe Max Muncy could be for a good second half and things like that. And, you know, just trying to put some stuff in the in Twitter and, and, of course, updating specs as much as possible. Uh, so it can be another tool that, that folks can, can use for, for analyzing their, their pitchings in, in, in Divers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great stuff. I, I love like we talked, I think, specs and keyboards every time you've been on, and it's just cool to see the development of that. We will definitely hit on that after the trade deadline review. But uh, let's let's get into it, and we'll start with the big one, get it out of the way. This was amazing, yeah. and anybody that's on Twitter or, or has the capability of watching it, the reception in San Diego for Juan Soto, you would think he was Elvis or something, or <laughs> yeah. it's like he's the second coming right yeah. now. It is. They're savior. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like I get it. I totally get it. He's a generational talent. Like it's yeah. pretty awesome. Your team did it for you. Uh, Brandon Drury hit a grand slam in his first at bat. It's been it's been pretty wild. But the first move is Juan Soto and Josh Bell coming over to the Padres. Um, we'll we'll start there. We'll hit the return later. And for people that are curious, we're not going to talk a lot about prospects because um, we're not prospect guys. That's yeah. just not us. You have James Anderson. He came out with an awesome Roto Wire podcast. You have Chris Clegg and. Uh, and uh, Eric Cross, you have Eric Wells, Cross and all yeah. There's tons yeah. of great prospect guys out there that'll know way more than we will. Sure. So we're not not even gonna <laughs> waste your time with that one. But we'll stick to the big leagues. I think it's pretty simple here. But one Soto and Josh Bell coming to San Diego. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, it, it's the the big thing, right? And, and it's funny because we we already knew that it's it, this was going to happen with with Soto, but uh, the minute it happened, it was like an asteroid uh, mm -hmm. appeared in the sky, and and everything went, you know. And uh, it it has to be like that, as you said. Soto is just an otherworldly talent. I mean, when you get compared with Ted Williams, <laughs> I, 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 it, it, there's not too much to add, you know. And and definitely for him, moving out of, of that net nationals lineup, it's it's an upgrade for sure. And even for Josh Bell, that he still he was already getting some protection from Soto in in, in Washington. But I, I mean, if you look at the, the nationals lineup order now, you you're gonna see Manny. <laughs> well, when Tatis comes back, and he yeah. might be the first the the, the, the lead off guy, it's gonna be. Tatis, Soto, uh, Machado, <laughs> um, Bell, and probably Cronenberg. So, yep. so th th that's a scary man. <laughs> that's really, really scary. And having all that pretension one to each other's just means that most of these guys are going to see better pitches. Maybe not Soto, but Bell. I think I think the, the guy that's getting the best situation out of here is Josh Bell. He's having a breakout campaign. 
and and he will continue uh, with it undoubtedly. And of course, we know what Juan Soto can do. So there's no no doubt that he will be awesome also in San Diego. Yeah, 100% with you. It's like these guys are still going to be great. Obviously, the lineup's going to help both of them tremendously. That's going to be huge. It, it is crazy. Uh, you mentioned the, the Ted Williams comparison because it's, it's pretty accurate, pretty accurate. And now he's playing where Tony Gwynn played his whole career, who was also yeah. an elite hitter with like – like if people want to go back, you know, we live in a world with so many strikeouts now. Just go look at the stat lines from Tony Gwynn's career. It's ridiculous no, how yeah. little he struck out. It's I know Carlos is a big t- like baseball fan from back in the day, so he knows what I'm talking about. It's, sure. it's wild, wild to see. And he's 23 years old, 23 years. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we we haven't seen the best from him. No. That's that's what's make it more scary, you know, and, and and exciting at the same time. Yeah, when I was twenty three, I was trying to get through college. Still, I didn't even have aspirations to do what he was doing. <laughs> so it's just crazy to see what he's doing right now. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great for both of them. I agree. Bell gets the bigger bump because Soto. What bigger bump could he get? Really, sure he'll get more protection, but he's still elite. Uh, wow. Bell should get a nice pusher, which is going to be very very nice. Uh, in this deal, a bunch of great prospects went. So that's great for the Nats. They also got Luke Voigt. And I've been kind of torn on this move because Voigt's yeah. been very inconsistent, starting to hit towards the last couple of weeks, which was good to see. Um, and on the bright side, he's going to go to Washington where he'll play every day, which was not the case in San Diego. But he mentioned it. That lineup, man, it is rough. So what's your thoughts on Luke Voigt? Yeah. I, I mean, um, things could only get better for him, to be honest. And if he gets the playing time, he he, he – he had uh, such a rough time for the past couple of, of seasons, and uh, there is always this expectation for him from Luke Boyd. But uh, I, I think I, I have to agree in that that this is good for him and in, in overall. And uh, if he can translate his potential talent into all the playing time that he might get. I mean, it's an upgrade for him. I'm not saying that he's a, a must add in your dynasty teams or anything like that. I will, it, it's a positive move for him, but we're in, in a kind of hold and see situation. You know, we, we have to get a, a, some, you know, glimpse of what he, he can do for in the following weeks. Yeah, I'm with you. Before he got traded, since July 15th, he's hitting 261. He had three home runs, which which is good to see. He's barreling the ball 23.5% of the time, a near 60% hard hit rate. So you're seeing what you want to see from Luke Voigt. Now let's see if it can translate to Washington. It's a great ballpark to hit in in the summertime. The ball flies there. Yeah. It gets really hot and humid. But, um, yeah, why would you pitch to him is what it comes down to. So exactly. that'll make things tricky. Exactly. Uh, yeah. and, and it's a matter of consistency at the yeah. end for for him because he has the power. We we know that. He, he's, he, he hits the ball hard, but can he hit the ball consistently? There's where the question mark comes into, into, into the equation. 100%. Uh, the other kind of collateral damage from this move, the reason Luke Voigt's in Washington, and I kind of joked, I said um, Eric Hosmer should be on the top of Luke Voigt's list right about now because <laughs> Luke would have been probably still sitting in San Diego potentially uh, yeah. if this didn't happen. But Hosmer used his no-trade clause to not go to Washington. Yeah. They ended up flipping him to Boston. And we know Hosmer, ground ball machine. He gets paid a lot of money. But he is hitting 272. I'll give him that. He's not striking out a lot, 15%. Uh, eight home runs, not great, not bad. Uh, he's yeah. going to go to Boston where they can use his defense for sure. But what's your thoughts on the fantasy impact of what should be an everyday role for him? I think there's no no actual 
fantasy impact from from Hosmer anything different from from what we we have seen already i'm a little baffled by, about this move from from chain bloom chase bloom because i mean he they got dalbeck which hasn't been great at all this year but it also has tristan casas and and, uh, and i mean he was supposed to be the the you know the one that was going to take that first base and, and for Boston. So they, they might be seeing something in Casas that they don't like if they're putting Hosmer right now. Because why would you take a guy with such a – well, San Diego is still paying for, for a lot of the, of the of his salary. So it wouldn't be uh, um, something money – a problem with money. But, uh, I mean – it's not like Boston is contending like crazy. I, I would ride with Dalbeck and see if, if he can straight his stuff or something like that. I, I, I don't really understand this this trade, but um, and I don't see any meaningful impact beyond the defense from Osmer. Yeah, he'll play every day. He'll have his weeks where he's strong, have his weeks where he frustrates you. That's just what yeah. Hosmer does. He's not an elite talent. Deeper leagues, he's got some viability. It does hurt Dahlbeck tremendously because he was playing first base and third base. Devers came back on Tuesday from the IL, so obviously he's going there. And I yeah. don't see a world where Hosmer doesn't play majority of first base. So Dahlbeck's going to kind of be moving around, hoping DH him, but you got JD and company. So it's an interesting move for sure. Um, you mentioned um, also Tristan Cassis. He should be up, you would think so, but then you, know, you look at his page and you could see Boston using this as an excuse. He's only hitting 243. He's striking out 22.3% of the time. That's the most since 2019. He only has eight home runs. These are still not bad numbers. Don't get me wrong. He's got 201 ISO. His BABIP's only 275, so that's got to have some positive regression coming. Um, the kid's talented. You'd think you'd want to give him at-bats, as you're saying. I could see Boston using that as an excuse, though. Like, hey, he needs some more seasoning type thing. Yeah, um, right, to manipulate but, the, the service yeah, and stuff like that, that. That's the only thing that makes sense. You mentioned Hosmer's free. Yeah. San Diego's paying <laughs> yeah. the money. He's paying the money. Uh, yeah, that, that, that it's maybe it's just a salary dump or something like that and but uh I, if you read boston's fans twitter oh my god they're, <laughs> yes. they're really really mad yep. right now and i, I get understand it. i get it <laughs> i get it because we're having some more stuff to talk about boston that makes you scratch your head here as we go on they had one of the, the odd ones that's for sure yeah. um let's go back to san diego because uh aj preller was active one would say um, the day before the Soto move, we thought, oh, big move. Here we go, Padres. They yeah. improved on that, obviously, with Soto. But we, they we were, were so traded. innocent. <laughs> yes, they went and traded for Josh Hader from the yeah. Milwaukee Brewers, one of the most elite closers in baseball. Um, this was right after everyone, a lot of people grabbed Luis Garcia to potentially close in San Diego. Yeah. So I don't think there's a lot to say here, but Josh Hader is basically the man in San Diego. Oh sure, for sure. There, there's. I mean, I'm sorry for all the fat money invested in, in Luis Garcia, but uh, and uh, but Hader is is the man. He had an atrocious uh, July, but it happened. Th that same thing happened last year. He, it, it, July is something of a bad month historically for him, and then he got you know back to his great ways after in August and on. So there's no doubt about Hader's quality, and he should get. I mean, if Rogers got what twenty-eight saves, Cater <laughs> uh, is, is more than able to also grab a handful, a really big handful of, of saves too. So no worries. There, basically, it's a, a, no move in terms of fantasy yeah. for for Hater for for me. 
Yeah, uh, on big. the other hand, Devin Williams gets big. you know a big a big boost, but I, I think in most of high stakes um, leagues he was already gone. Uh, all gone. So if you see, there are no lateral moves around this this trade with a fantasy impact. Yeah, I'm with you because I think Devin Williams pretty much, especially in 15 teamers, he's pretty much all gone. You might find him in some 12s and definitely some 10s. Yeah. So you have some chances there. One five nine ERA on the season, sixty six strikeouts and thirty nine innings pitched. He's been electric, absolutely yeah. amazing. Twenty five holds. Now he gets to convert those into saves, boys and girls. He still has six saves to top it off. Like he's been that good. Yeah. Uh, the only question I'll have for you because I'm pretty much in in the in line with this is Devin Williams' world and Taylor Rogers is going to live in it. But some people are thinking Taylor Rogers is going to get a fair share of action too. What are your thoughts on that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I mean, if, you, you should not break what uh, you should not fix what's not broken. And, uh, and uh, Devin Williams has been amazing. And I, I, I get it. You can have Rogers for other high leverage situations where you want to to use them, but uh, it, it makes no sense to to not give uh, Williams the the, the bigger uh, share of of saves. Hundred percent agree with you there. And one more move for the San Diego Padres. They went and uh, this one was a little bit of a surprise, I guess. They went and traded for Brandon and Drury, uh, super utility guy. It's been crushing it for Cincinnati this year. He has uh, hitting 274, 20 home runs on the season. Been playing just outstanding. Like I said earlier, hit a grand slam in his first at bat with the Padres tonight. Um, what's your thoughts on this one? Because I'm kind of torn. He's been very good, deserves to play. Yeah. You still have a utility player like in in Kim. Tatis comes back soon. Mm-hmm. How do you think this plays out? Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a problem for him in terms of he, he, when Tatis comes back, he has no place where to where to play, and he's going to be like this, you know, great utility guy that that I'm sure they're going to try to maximize the opportunities to get his bat in the in the lineup. But if you see um, the Padres already have Cronenworth that can be around, they have Profar who's been playing all the way. In, in all places and Tatis and and of course they have Manny on third base so um, the, the 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 house is full and and, and he's the odd man out so he, I think this is good this is bad for his fantasy value in the long, in the long term for the rest of the season. That's how I feel. I've had many people tell me I'm wrong. That's how I'm with you though. I think he'll he'll get his action, but if it's like a seven game week, he might play four. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes it tricky, though, in a weekly format. Do you trust that? I think Kim's going to get uh, shut down quite a bit compared to what we wanted. And on the flip side, you'll have to keep an eye on, like, the Nomar Mazaras and Will Myers of the world in the outfield. Like, there's a yeah. lot of moving pieces that are going to really start taking some hits as they share roles. So that's going to be quite interesting as well. Totally. Yeah. All right. The Seattle Mariners, you know, Preller couldn't have all the fun. Dylan DePoto had to get involved in this yeah. uh, trade deadline. And I love this move. Luis Castillo going wow. to Seattle, leaving Great American Small Park. He couldn't ask for much more. Obviously a better ballpark. Obviously a better defense. Um, goes out in his first start in Yankee Stadium. Six and two-thirds, three earned. Those three earned came in the seventh inning. Um, or at least two of them did. Uh, yeah. Eight strikeouts. Got the W against Garrett Cole. He's been outstanding of late. Um it's a phenomenal move for for the Mariners. This is like uh, Luis Castillo went to bed and dreamed his the, the best possible scenario for him the rest of the season, and Depoto yeah. just said, "Here's your wish granted," you know, yeah. and, and and it happened. And I'm so happy for him because he's such a good pitcher, and I love him. And he's got a, you know some kind of re- re- you know a, a resurgence from from 
because he's had his struggles uh, um, for a couple of months. And so it, this is, I, I mean, the fantasy value in terms of those Ws that are so hard to get this mm -hmm. season because of the low volume that pitchers are getting and they're hardly going after the fifth inning and, and, and it's so, so frustrating sometimes to try to get those wins. And uh, I would love to have more shares of Castillo. Unfortunately, I, I don't, to be honest, uh, uh, but, but I mean, those that were wiser and, and got him in their draft, they're going to get their, their reward. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, he, he, I think I have him in like one league, maybe. I'm so wishing I had more. I'm with you there. Yeah. He's gonna. He's on paper should have a phenomenal final two months of the season. Sure. There should be a a big Luis Castillo time. It, it's gonna be like a, a little mini King Felix up there in Seattle, yeah. all over again. It's gonna be fun to watch uh, that mean, all develop. Getting out of that hell yes. park for pitchers that is great American ballpark. It's just. Uh, like uh, you know, eighty uh, percent improvement in anything you you do. You know, yeah. your ratios should be should get better also. And, and I'm so excited for him. But I'm even more excited for another guy that we'll talk about later. Yes, we will. There's plenty of fun <laughs> ones to talk about there. I will also say I'll preface it again, just people so people know the Reds got some really good prospects. Yeah. So like, go check out the the experts in that. If you're a Reds fan, you should kind of be happy with how things turned out, all things considered, this trade deadline. So I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think this was a, a very even trade in in, in yeah. terms of. I, I think everyone should be should be happy with how, how it went. No doubt about it. The New York Yankees, they were looking for some starting pitching. They might still be. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino come over to New York. Frankie Montas has been pitching very well this season when he's been in and out of his shoulder injury. That's the biggest concern is, like, how's that going to all play out? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they it's been documented – Oakland's a great ballpark to pitch in. His home road splits have been very dramatic throughout his career. Yeah. I, I like Frankie. I'm rooting for Frankie. I will be lying if I said I'm not nervous, though. So what's your thoughts on Frankie going to New York? Yeah, I mean, I'm an A's fan, so I'm, I've been following Frankie for a long time. And and, and uh, I wish the guy do well, but I'm also worried about those splits. And that's uh, short porch on the left side and in, on the right side on, on Yankee Stadium. So um, I, I think this is an improvement in terms of also wins because you're going to have that uh, massive, massive offensive uh, behind you. Uh, but in terms of your ratios, it might be a little bit hurtful for for his, for him in and all the fantasy teams. And um, I, I don't know what I, I'm not really understanding what Cashman did because he gets Frankie, but then deals Montgomery. And so yeah. I'm a little confused there and also not having a, well, we don't know if Severino is completely healthy. So that, that rotation, it's kind of, yeah. you know, taped uh, 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 and, and, you know, patches all, all around. And, uh, and um, if I were a Yankees fan, yes, I would be happy because getting, they, they needed a boost in the, the, in their, in, in their starting pitcher rotation, but I don't think the the answer was these two guys. I think the answer was somewhere else. It's a, still a boost, but uh, I, I'm not sure it was the. It's gonna be enough, you know. Yeah, it's a boost for sure, like you said. But I'm I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I, I wish him the best, but that ballpark, that division, like everything's a negative uh, situation compared to where he was. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, the shoulder shoulder stays healthy as well. So that's yeah. another situation. 
like you mentioned, they need, they kept saying we need more pitching. We're trying for Pablo Lopez. We're doing this, and they didn't get any of them. And then right before the deadline, they trade Jordan Montgomery. So let's talk about it. Jordan Montgomery goes to St. Louis for Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader's foot's in a boot. He's supposed to be back in September. They yeah. just want that defense in center field. That's what they need. It's killing them. So that's all that. It's a playoff move in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but trading Jordan Montgomery here, it's almost like they know more than we do about something because he's been kind of rough his last couple outings. He's had a great year. Yeah. Um, last couple outings have been rough. It's like, is there an injury we don't know about that the doctor couldn't find in the physical? Like, what are we doing here? So what's your thought on this move? Because I love Jomo. I'm a big fan of his. Me too. And this yeah. one shocked me. Yeah, totally, totally. I, when I saw that, it I, I was oh my god! I I really could not understand it because I, I I'm also a big fan of 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 Jordan. I mean, he's been stellar. He only got more than three three or more earned runs in like four no five of all his twenty one game started this year so he's a guy that he's been very consistent on on uh, you know avoiding runs from from the, the offense he's usually goes deep into the game or for you know the, the actual standards and and um, as you said i i think the yankees might know something that we we really are not aware of or there there might be some mechanical thing that they saw in the past couple of of starts that we might not be aware of, but uh, I, I, I think, I, to be honest, I'd rather have Mon- Jordan than Frankie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it that way. I, I'd rather ride with with Jordan and and maybe get other kind of picture uh, instead of Frankie Montes. But I mean, they 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 are the front office. They should know better than us, right? No, <laughs> yeah, but I I'm, yeah, I agree. But I'm with you. Like Jordan's. Proved he can pitch in Yankee Stadium. He's got the the lefty situation, so the more right he's going into the left field, so the short fortune right. So yeah. that, that's a plus. And for Jordan, it's a great it's a move getting out of the AL East into the NL Central is a great transition, great Not ballpark sure. to pitch in, really yeah. good defense behind him. So I, it's a great move for Jordan Montgomery. Just baffling for the Yankees. I'd love to know what's going on in that situation. Yeah, I, I think uh, that Jordan is going to continue having a great season in, in St. Louis. They should point on that to that. And I, uh, if I had shares of him, uh, I would be really happy with the following month. So let's see how that rolls. I'm 100% with you. Let's go to another surprising trade. It's a great baseball move. Fantasy-wise, it is a killer. And that's yeah. Rossiel Iglesias getting traded to the, Los An- or to the Atlanta Braves from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. As we know, Kimley Jansen is the closer in um, Atlanta, but he's only closer for this year as he's a free agent. Rossiel's got two more years of control after this. Yeah. Um, and in, in the playoffs, you always need more pitching. So this is a, it's, it's, it's a great baseball move, but oh, fantasy, totally. it's, it, fantasy, it's pretty rough. So what's your thoughts on this one? No, it's a killer. I, I, I own a lot of shirts of Iglesias all around, and he hasn't been, you know, quite the the best closer for the year, but he's still been useful, you know. And this pretty much kill all, all his value for fatty purposes and or maybe just for old leagues or things like that. But uh, uh, it, it's it's really damning for him. Uh, but it's actually a, a really genius move for, for Atlanta because now they have Jensen, Will Smith, and, and, and Iglesias for those late innings. And uh, that's going to be a, a really big edge when we get to the short series and things like that. Um 
now for what's coming for for or who will get the, those saves in in LA that that's an open question yep. some people think that Jose Quijada is going to be the guy that that's going to get the the chance to to work there um, I don't know there, there's also Ryan Tipper and Aaron Lube mm -hmm. so it, it's an open-ended question right now uh, I, I would do some speculation on 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 Tipera, but uh, it, it, it's pretty much an, an, an open race right now. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I'm leaning towards the Ryan Tipera situation. Um, he's proven he can do it. Uh, he's leaning so is Lupin from time to time. But uh, I'm going to go with Tipera for now, but we'll have to kind of wait and see. It has the feeling of an ugly just platoon situation. So Yeah, and it's not like the engines are going to give them uh, too much opportunities to get safe. So, so that's <laughs> sadly, another Sadly, thing. this is true. Yeah, maybe I you know if you're really really desperate to to get some saves in your league, it's it's a good speculative uh, ad, but you just keep your you know your expectations on 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 you know really low. Yeah, don't break the bank basically. Go <laughs> exactly. put, put some bids in, but don't go crazy on yeah. that one. Um, the Braves made a few more moves. We'll go to another platoon situation now. Is Robbie Grossman getting traded from the Tigers to the Braves? He's had a very rough season after a great 2021. Yeah. Um, hits lefties very well, though. So a great chain to platoon potentially with Eddie Rosario. That's an yeah. option with Adam Duvall out for the season. Um, Robbie Grossman's probably available in a lot of leagues. Are you interested in picking him up? Or you're just like, hey, see what happens? Maybe if I need to boost runs because he's had a really good on base uh, guy. He's, well, He's been he not especially this year, but he we know he has the talent to to get on base, and that's what he's done mostly of his career. And I give you a little help in that regard, but it's not really a big actionable uh, guy that we must add, especially because he's going to be in a share situation with with Rosario and others in that in that outfield so uh, and i mean well i saw that michael harris was hurt so but i i, I think it wasn't something very serious so that's something we might we might keep an eye on and then see if that boosts his his playing times but um he, he would basically will would be good for the purpose of getting some runs and 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 those is kind of stat but not not beyond that but if, if you're playing an OVP league i think it right yeah. now it might give you a little help but just don't get your also your expectations too high on him yeah i'm just worried about a platoon situation there but if, with harris out for now at least he'll get to play like you said and we'll kind of see where it goes from there and maybe something starts to click for him and we'll see uh, the Braves also added another starting pitcher in Jake Odorizzi. Uh, since Odorizzi came back from the IL on July 4th, he has a 4-4-5 ERA, 4-2-9 XFIP, and a wonderful 17.1% K to walk. It's better than, I, better than I thought it would be, let's put it that way. Um, he's it's, he's an up-and-down guy, very frustrating from time to time to roster. Yeah. Um, do you have any interest in him in fantasy? No, not at all. Yeah. To be honest, uh, I think I think he's just you know a, a mop up guy from from now on. So I don't think he's actionable either. Yep, he's maybe a streamer from time to time, but that's about it. Uh, this is a that was a baseball move. The Braves made baseball moves, not fantasy yeah, yeah. moves this year. Exactly, uh, definitely baseball moves. Exactly. Uh, let's go to the Minnesota Twins. I loved what they did at the trade deadline here, and it starts yeah. out with uh, getting a, a closer, which they desperately needed, and Jorge Lopez from the Baltimore Orioles. Jorge's been great this year. He already got his 20th save of the year with a save yeah. on Wednesday. Um, so, And Rocco Baldelli said he's going to try to give him as many ninth inning chances as possible. So great move for Jorge. And then what's your thoughts? Because I know my thoughts on Baltimore. 
I mean, I was surprised because I, I, I didn't think there were going to be sellers uh, or that big of a sellers. You know, I wasn't expecting them to be, you know, these huge contenders, but they've been surprisingly better than anything thought about. It. I, I think so. And um, they got a few guys that, that, that were helping them. And one of them was Jorge Lopez, definitely. He, he, and Felix Bautista, of course. He, the, the, those guys have been so good at the, or at the end of the games. So uh, I was a big surprise. But fantasy-wise, Lopez gets, gets a boost. And those that can get Felix Bautista, I don't know if he was very available anywhere. But uh, maybe in 12 teamers, he, he, he's, he's available. And he he's a must dad anywhere everywhere, and he, that's a guy that you might want to break the bank on because yeah. he's a, a a bigger option than that. And it, it's not a lateral move as we saw with the with the Hater and Roger situation before. So, but Bautista stuff is just filthy. He's a part of the guys like I don't know eight feet tall. He he's an imposing figure, <laughs> and and he's pretty much well he got a save today i think but he got a homer <laughs> they got a homer but he struck out he struck out the side and uh, today or yesterday I, I can recall today he struck out the side yes right today yeah right uh, and and uh, that that's his business he, he he can get the job done very well yeah he's he's outstanding the strikeout stuff is filthy like you mentioned he's going to get the ninth inning role with Baltimore, which is going to be very, very nice. So, yes, he's pretty much one of the bigger winners of this entire trade deadline when it comes to fantasy purposes. Uh, yeah. I would rush to get him if you can. That would be a big, big add. Another fantasy winner, probably not available on waiver wires, is Tyler Molle, who got oh. traded from the Cincinnati Reds to the Twins. Another great ballpark uh, improvement, of course, and a pretty darn good defensive improvement uh, for Molle. We've all wanted to see him go somewhere where he can actually keep the ball in the ballpark potentially. This is a great spot for that. This yeah. is a phenomenal move. Absolutely excited about this one, Carlos. This is the one that, that has me more excited of all most of the of the, of the transactions that we saw because um, if you see the splits for for Mali, I mean it's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde whenever he's out of of the the atrocious ballpark, uh, he he can you know be a game changer for any any contending team and and. With when we saw that Carlos Correa was going to Minnesota, we, we all thought, oh, at least I did. Oh my God, what he's going to do over there? But it turns out that uh, these guys are putting a, a, a you know a team with a, with a big chance, and they are double down. They doubled down acquiring um, more pitching that they surely needed, and and uh, Tyler Marl is just the perfect fit for them. He. He always had a, a little bit of a problem with the homers, but especially because his home stats were inflating that 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 situation for him, and um, he's had some troubles with injuries. But it looks like he is past that, and he's been terrific for the past um, seven, eight starts, and and uh, what's not to like? And he's moving out from that uh division also and he's now going to face you know more the tigers he's gonna he's gonna go against the royals uh even the chicago which has been yeah. a really really a, a big uh, um you know deception so so everything is to like about this this trade and i think the guys at minnesota the general the front office did a tremendous job they they had to 
put out some big names um, as I understand those prospects that they have to to give up but I think it's it was worth the price for for Mal. He's, he's in a great pitcher and he's going to do tremendously good in in Minnesota in in, in my opinion and it's great for Lopez and Molly because they both have at least one more year of control after this year. So they're getting them for more than just yeah. this push. So it's a great move for Minnesota. I'm absolutely ecstatic for this one. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully panning out for fantasy owners and Twins fans alike. Uh, they also picked up Michael Fulmer. He's just going to kind of be a setup man. But yeah. if if something happened to Duran and Lopez, he's a guy, but it's kind of down the road type situation. But a good baseball booth. Very good baseball Yeah, booth. if you looked at that end of the of the game uh, bullpen, it, it's nasty. I mean, they have Fulmer, Duran, who I, I thought he was going to be the, the closer in that team and at some point. But I understand that he's more valuable in high leverage situations yeah. where where things are, you know, pretty much on the line. And I understand that's that's real life baseball and make makes sense in that, in that regard. Unfortunately, this is something that I, I'm, I'm playing my first ever main event uh, uh, team. And we have, I'm co-managing with my, my friend, Mark Northen, and we have the run always with the expectation that he was going to be the closer. And it didn't happen, happen and it was such a turnout, but he's still great for your ratio. So, yep. so... I think Minnesota did great for real baseball, and 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 they're they're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot about Minnesota from now on. I think so. The best way to learn a language: immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's a great chance they win that AL Central, so that's going to be really fun to see how that one pans yeah. out. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays made a couple moves. Whit Merrifield at the last minute going to Toronto. Obviously, he's got some other situations to figure out before he crosses the border. But yeah. um, I'm assuming they knew that before they made the deal. So I'm not too worried about that. It's like Ben Intendi. He got his thing fixed. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get that taken care of. But the question I have for you is you'd imagine he's going to play over Santiago Espinal. That's kind of the main guy that's mm -hmm. in the way. But he's also playing at the bottom of the order. So how do you think this uh, affects Witt's fantasy value going forward? This is a downgrade for him, definitely. He's going to miss more uh, played uh, appearances. He, he's the king of contact. He's been like the the leader of uh, balls in play for the past couple of, of seasons or something like that. I, this this year, is, he's not because he lost some time and things like that. But... Uh, 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 this is a downgrade for him. It's great for Toronto. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna help them it, it, once again. It's a great uh, real baseball uh, addition. But in terms of fantasy, he he loses value in in, in my in my book, and uh, I, I'd be worried because he, he, he 
with helps with average and and stolen bases and he would might probably still be good for average but this, those stolen bases are going to fall down uh and um that's pretty much the biggest impact uh, he, that he brings to the table you know and uh, and and um, I, I i i think that, that he's going to lose appeal for for fantasy in that regard I'm 100% with you. I'm worried about it. Like, if for some random reason they put him at the top of the order, which I would be shocked, then a lot of this changes, obviously. But uh, I think we all have to speculate that he's going to be down there towards the bottom because you just look at that lineup and it's loaded. Like, where does he go? So it um, it's going to hurt him big time, you know, at average, stolen bases, run score, like all the counting stats are just going to dwindle for Whit Merrifield. So definitely something to monitor. You're not going to probably drop him, but it's definitely no. something to uh, – when you're making those start sit decisions, you might have that's make a, it a that make it tougher because you cannot drop it. <laughs> that, that's yep. the big so so that, that's uh, tough. Maybe if you're in a daily league, you, you you can try to you know see how does the match goes and things like that. But in weekly leagues, it's even harder because you know you, you're losing about 20, 30 percent of the PAs that you were getting before. Yep, gets very, very tricky. Uh, the Jays made another move that was kind of surprising. I was a big Mitch White fan in the year. He did not perform the way I was expecting. The strikeouts just weren't there. He was he was okay. It was just a lot of contact, not a lot of strikeouts, yeah. kind of blah. Got sent back down to AAA. Then he just got traded to Toronto. Ross Stripling just went on the IL. And if you search Ross Stripling, there's so many tweets comparing Ross Stripling and Mitch White's numbers. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's like the Spider-Man <laughs> GIF where they stare yeah. at each other. Um, so there's a good chance that Mitch White comes up and does uh, gets into Stripling's role. So what's your thoughts on Mitch White? Is he just kind of a, a wait and see, or are you going to be a little interested in him this weekend? I'm, I'm interested and in, uh, I'm intrigued, but I think he's a speculative. Uh, I, I think we, you should get some shares of, of White because he got dropped a lot because when he was sent down in, uh, by the Dodgers. And um, I think... He, He's going to have the the opportunity to start a lot now with the stripping situation, and uh, I like his stuff. Um, he used to uh, rank nice in in specs. Then he fell down a little bit, and I'm with you. I, I thought he was going to get more strikeouts and things like that. He didn't, but um, I, I like him as a pitcher. He he gets a lot of ground balls. And, and that's always good, especially in in when when you are not striking out people. So you need to get those out one way or another. And it's better to get them on the floor than on the, than on the air, you know, where where those uh, batted ball can be converted in, into extra base hits. So uh, I think he's uh, a player that you might get some shares cautiously, not overbeating or anything like that. But he's he's a good speculative, uh, it's maybe as a streamer things like that. I I, I like I like it. Yeah, I, I like him too. I'm I'm curious. I like how you said just be cautious, don't overspend because I think he's good. Um, I was asking Nick Savali and um, Derek Rhodes, two injury guys on Twitter, about the the stripling injury because it's like his glute or something. It's a it's a it's not a common injury, so they're yeah. speculating like 15 to 20 days. Okay, if he comes back by then. Is Mitch White going back to AAA? So there's a lot of questions still, but it looks like Mitch White will get some run here for at least a few weeks. That's yeah. promising. So I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, maybe maybe he gets a, a couple of three starts and he does really well, and they mm -hmm. they try to maximize using him. So he's a good speculative ad, I think so. 
Hundred uh, percent. Over the weekend, David Peralta was traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. I was nervous because Tampa Bay goes into Platoon City, mm-hmm. but uh, since Peralta's been traded, he's played the last three games. He's hit fifth or sixth, DH in left field, so he's played every game since he's been there, which is good to see. Yeah, and we'll see what could potentially change. But what's your thoughts on Peralta? He's not like a world beater, but when it comes to batting average, he's been very effective this year. Peralta's always one of those boring guys that we mm-hmm. kind of forget about and and he's always a, a good uh, you know he, he adds a little bit of counting stats a little bit here and there and his average is always nice especially uh right now that the average is over the floor uh, league wide so uh, he, he's a great ball player i was also uh, a little bit you know afraid that he was going to lose playing time because of all the crazy stuff that Tampa does always. I still think he's going to lose uh, some playing time compared with what he might have had in in Arizona. But he has he's now in a better lineup, and that makes miracles for for players. So and the net sum is, I think, it's a positive one for for Peralta. And uh, he's not available anywhere. I think so. So so he's not actionable as as such. But he, we will see a, a net positive impact for for him. And yeah, and I'm with you there. Yeah. If you need batting, batting average help, go get him. Otherwise, yeah, he's not going to do too much else. But he has, I will say, I've written about him the last couple of weeks for like waiver wire stuff. And if you dig in, the power is kind of showing up. The quality of contact's been pretty decent. So yeah, yeah. it's been interesting. It's not a great ballpark for that, but we'll see how that one plays out. Um, another fun Red Sox move: Tommy Pham gets traded to the Boston yeah. Red Sox. Leaving Great American Small Park, never good, but he does get that uh, green monster to pepper if he so chooses. Uh, what's your thoughts on Tommy Pham going to Boston? I think it's a lateral move here, here too. I think there, there's not too much to to add in that regard because, uh, as you said, he's living a great ba- uh, batter's park, but he's in, in a place that the, he will still be able to get some balls out um he's batting second i think mm-hmm. yes and that's good because he has uh rafael devers behind him which is always good protection and 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 uh, uh he, i mean he he will continue doing whatever he's been doing uh this year so it, it's pretty much a, a lateral move also uh, I, I don't I, I i this is more of what the hell is bloom doing yeah there you know in terms of real life baseball but I, I, i'm not really sure right now what, what what's the the plan well we have with, one with, more one more questionable blue move christian vasquez gets traded yeah. to the houston astros this was the first move well i think fan might have come if i can't remember now but uh he gets traded to the astros he's in 281 on the season with eight home runs that's pretty darn good for a catcher uh, yeah. we know what he can you know what he can do behind the plate it's a big upgrade for the houston as a team and it probably yeah. helps him a bit fantasy wise. What's your thoughts on Vasquez to Houston? I I think that having Vasquez is a lot better than having Kevin Plawecki or or, or Reese McGuire uh, yeah. uh, in that position. I mean, uh, I think the Astros Astros hit the jackpot in terms of having uh, not having a, a, a bad batter. I mean, the Astros love they have Martin Maldonado because they like the way they he you know, takes the pitchers and handles them during during games, but Maradona, Maradona cannot bet for, to save his life. Uh, and now they got baskets who can hit and it will help in, in a bunch of situations there. I, I, I understand that maybe 
a 31 years old catcher it's not precisely something that you are going to protect in your in your roster and that might be the thought on on balloon but but i mean what were what are all your other options right um it's not like you have uh, uh, so much better options over there so uh, uh, this trade um season for boston is one of the you know most baffling ones i've ever seen to be honest and um it's also not a very actionable situation because in most leagues uh but uh, he was already he's gone yeah he was already gone and uh, and i would not add mcguire or 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 any other of the the guys that are now in boston catching so uh, not not pretty not very interesting yeah, hundred percent with you on that one. And you basically answered uh, Mike Carter's question. The doc said, "What is Boston doing?" I think you got the answer. We don't know. It makes no sense. Absolutely no, no sense what they're doing. No, no sense, doctor. It's more or less what your guy in Chicago is doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike, well, what Mike, are they Mike, doing? Mike is a big White Sox fan. He's yeah. you know really really mad at, at, at what those guys are doing over there. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, a couple more moves here. Joey Gallo gets out of New York. That's a horrible story for those that haven't heard it yet, the way he was treated there. Like, yeah. if you're bad, you're bad. But come on, your fans, people. Get your stuff together. That is embarrassing. Um, but he goes to the Dodgers. I'm not really worried too much about this. But if uh, oh, there's only a few teams that could scare me to fix somebody, and the Dodgers would be one of them. So what's your thoughts on this move with Joey Gallo going to L.A.? I'm adding ga- 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 you, uh, Gallo everywhere. And not because um, I think the Dodgers have a magical thing that they can do, although sometimes it looks like that. Look at what they're doing with Andrew Heaney and, and other guys over there. Um, but just thinking about uh, all the stuff that Gallo is leaving behind, moving out of, of New York, uh, those are the kinds of things that we don't we can't measure with our funny little stats you know it, it's it's the human part that we don't know how things can shape up uh now that he's free of that situation out of new york I, i'm not saying la is a smaller a smaller scenario not at all but it's a different situation you know yeah. the, uh, the expectation that people had with gallo in, in new york was really big and, and understandably the guy couldn't perform that the way we thought i thought he was going to do a lot better and and but unfortunately it didn't happen so and and i'll add some numbers because even with the with the human part checked gallus is still the the guy that can knock the balls one of the guys that can knock the ball harder than anyone the problem with him as we all know is contact for sure but uh, it's he he, he can Literally, let me just look for my cute little bird. He's third in Q. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's third be- behind Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge. Wow. So he he has the strength. He he, it's just need to, you know, make more contact. And and uh, if they can do a little twitch. Just a little. It, it's something I can compare saving distances with Matt Olson from 2020 to 2021. And and folks, if you guys don't know, Carlos was all over that. Like he wrote about it and talked about it before it happened. So as you were, continue. <laughs> yeah, I, I got lucky with that. But but what what Olson needed was to just cut 
the, the, the K percentage a little bit. He caught it a lot more than I thought he would, which was yeah. really nice. But the thing could happen, the same thing could happen with Gallo. If he cuts that uh, the strikeout percentage a little bit, we're going to see a lot of balls going out the, the ballpark. So it's all to win, you know? Uh, if, if, uh, so if you can add him, just do it. and Don't go crazy, but just give him a, a chance. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I, if he can get a, do it for a cheap price, I'm on board with it. But... I want to see what they do with him, how they play with, like how often he plays. Is they do they ease him in? What do they do? But yeah, I think a lot of it's between the years, as you said, and that could be a big, big plus uh, going forward. Uh, Noah Syndergaard gets traded to the Philadelphia Phillies. Noah Syndergaard, you know, he's not the ace that everyone thought Thor would be, but he's been serviceable this year. I'll oh, say totally. that much. If you look since June 6, he's made seven starts. He's given up three and runs or less in six of them. He has 37 Ks over 39 and two-thirds innings. Like, he's not elite, elite. He's still walking too many guys, so 14.3% K to walk, 4.37 X fit, but he's been very, very serviceable. So how do you uh, look at Syndergaard going to Philadelphia? This is a great real baseball uh, trade that the Phillies did. Uh, I mean, if you look at their rotation, it's – gotten really nice they have nolan wheeler which any of them could be a number one starting pitcher in, in any team uh and now they add cinderger they have suarez already we, he has not been being the guy that he was last year but he's still a great a great he has a lot of potential there and now they put cinderger who should be sp4 uh, or maybe sp3 because they have uh gibson who should return yeah, true really soon so that's a i mean that that you don't have like flashy uh, names because nola is always underrated i, I believe and and uh, wheeler yeah we know he he's he's an ace he wasn't on the Cy Young conversation last year so so we know he's really really good so i think that phyllis did the right thing do they have the the pieces now to contend it's you know, debatable because they still have holes in their in their roster. Um, but um, I, I think for them, it made sense. For Noah, it's an upgrade uh, for sure. Living living Los Angeles is, is always an upgrade for yeah. for for anyone mostly. Uh, so um, he will get more do- wins and and as you you name all all the stats, he he has serviceable ratios and things like that. I, I wouldn't mind having him in my in my bench, to be honest. Yeah, no, he's definitely going to have some nice starts coming up here. It's a tougher division, tougher ballpark, but definitely a better move for Noah and uh, potential fantasy value for sure. They made another move with the Angels. They went and got Brandon Marsh to play center field because their center field, their defense as a whole is not good, but yeah. their their outfield defense is very bad. They need a center fielder. Offensively, Marsh has underperformed this year. He has eight home runs and eight stolen bases, which is nice, but. 36% K rate is not cutting it. Uh, but he's had in the, in the minors, he hit the ball very, very well. So maybe a change of scenery, who knows? But defensively, he's a stud, which means he's probably going to still play every day, regardless of his bat. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of uh, opposition there because there's like uh, only Jairo Munoz and, and Matt Beerling who are not, you know, really great at, at the field. And so he, yeah, he, I think he will get a lot of. Playing time, maybe that that can that can help him because he, he was a highly regarded prospect. So it could this could be the, the one of those cases of guys that in their 
uh, there are post hype, uh, you know, sleepers and things like that. And maybe next year he can put his, his offensive act together to add to his defensive. I, I wouldn't add him right now, to be honest, because under the he has to prove a lot of things. But we should keep an eye on him for next season. Yeah, I'm not. I'm looking to add him either, uh, unless something changes tremendously in his approach in Philadelphia. But he's there. He's he's there to play defense. Why the rest of the guys hit a million home runs? That's what exactly. they're going for. <laughs> Uh, one of the last moves we have here, David Robinson was also traded to Philadelphia. Sir Anthony Dominguez serviced very well as the closer, but Robinson, Robertson already got the save on Wednesday. It looks like it's going to be his role for now in Philadelphia. Yeah. So what's your thought on that situation? Uh, I, I thought that Rodriguez was going to be the closer for the rest of the season. Um, he's been really good, Sir Anthony. Um, but this is once again a great baseball uh, movement for for the Phillies. Unfortunately, uh, I think the, here we will see a share situation for 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 the safe of uh, safe opportunities. Uh, of course, Robertson gets an, a boost because going out of of the Cubs will give him more opportunities to to get some safe. But it's still going to be a share a share situation so you're very much going to need them both to get you know like a full bulk of of safe but if you're desperate for them the thing is that people already had robertson because he was uh, closing for the cops and already had serantin so th- there's not much to be done right now regarding that yeah, I'm with you 100% on that one. Uh, and you, we mentioned with Robertson leaving, uh, Givens got traded and Efros got traded. Are you going with Rowan Wick in Chicago or how are you looking at that bullpen at the Cubs? It's a, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a total mess. I mean, he's the one that's going to give get the first chance, I, I, I guess. But I wouldn't hold my ear uh, thinking that he's going to be really good at it, to yeah. be honest. And the last one, move I have here is Darren Ruff went to the Mets, J.D. Davis to the Giants. I don't know if either one plays enough to get a yeah. ton of a rep. Like Davis will get more playing time potentially. I think it's mainly on weeks where they face a lot of lefties for both of them. Mm-hmm. So anything to like, I don't see it. It's hard to roster them. One is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, they are you know the kings of platoon uh, and uh, rough. I love the guy. He's been great, and and I know that you follow him because you're a Giants fan. So so we know that the guy can can perform, but in his role you know he 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 just plays uh, in in the platoons that benefit him the most and i think that's going to be his role again with the mets I, i'm more excited about jd davis in in san francisco to be honest because once again he rates very well in in my q ball his fifth and uh, uh between patrick wisdom and kyle schwarber the guy has more uh, power than we think so, and, and that we might might be aware of. And he has a great um, uh, standard deviation of his launch angle, meaning that he's he can repeat his bad path a lot. So so and yeah, he can do it in in in, in a good angle most of the time. So he maximizes his at bats. If he gets more playing time, I think he's he's a good addition, and it could give you. Uh, some good counting instead, some you know unexpected homers that you might need now and here and there. 
Uh, but the, the problem is going to be what San Francisco going to do with them in terms of playing yeah. time, and that's always a, a big situation with them. They, they are now the, the race of the of the National League in, in in that regard, and so that's a tricky one. It, it might be a, a good speculative addition, but it's just if it's very cheap. Yeah, I'm with you. It's got to be cheap. It's got to be a deeper league. Yeah. And um, for now, with Evan Longoria on the IL, it's going to be nice. Like the Giants are platoon happy as well when guys are healthy, but there's they're having health issues all season, so it's been playing itself out for the most part. Just keep an eye on that as guys come back and uh, exactly. see where that goes. Uh, let's talk a little specs and some Q leaderboard before we get to some listener questions here. And uh, I love this metric. I know uh, we've talked about it many times. For those that are curious, if you uh, Carlos has it pinned to his Twitter account, ca Marcano. And he updates it every, you know, so often with um, the new stats and everything. And on the sheets, there's articles that link you to how they're all, how the stats made, basically, where the where the, uh, the sausage is made. So we're not going to go over that again. We've done that the last couple times. Um, it's great stuff. Uh, just generically, the hitting the Q leaderboard, it really factors in like your, your, your guys that hit the ball really hard and for like elevate the ball and basically the best potential hits you can get That's the the layman's lazy way of putting it obviously a lot more involved there um and then when you got your specs leaderboard it factors in a lot of the strikeout stuff we're looking at the o swings the csws all the stuff that leads to really elite yeah. pitchers so that's the easy way to put it no what you put it you, very well that was yeah, really good <laughs> that's that's just the easy way to put it but like i recommend people read the article because it definitely makes it make a lot more sense when carlson i talked about it before he puts it together so easily to make this is why he picked the stats this is why it makes sense so on and so forth so like that's why i really enjoy these on the sheets there's also a like last 50 15 days last 30 days so you can kind of get an idea yeah. of who's hot who's not so that's pretty interesting but um let's start with specs carlos um First off, I guess I'll say it's for either metric. Did you change anything this year, or did you keep everything business as usual? It's it's mostly business as usual. I mean, I, I've been I, I did try a lot of so I'm always tinkering with it in in my you know private uh, uh, you know lab uh, around it mm -hmm. and all the coding and stuff. But uh, to be honest, I'm satisfied with the way it's been working. For the last, oh, it's already the, the last two seasons. So um, I don't want to fix what's not broken. I, I, there is a space for improvement, and I will sure keep tinkering. And maybe for the next uh, season, there will be some changes. But right now, we will just keep rolling with it. And um, it, it, and it's been, uh, you know, I, I think it's been helpful for me in a lot of chances. Uh, and, um, and I, one thing that I would like to always remind anyone using it is, and you mentioned it before is use it and remember that there are 15 and 30 days and, and uh, the whole season, um, indexes. And the, the good thing about that is that you can see the progression for the, for the pictures. And, and that's very helpful. And I'll give you an example. Spencer Watkins. Spencer Watkins, uh, he, he's been, you know, overperforming what we thought that he would be doing at, at this moment. And if we go to his um, 15 and 30 days specs, we can see that progression before that he would, uh, was actually reflecting on, on his ERA and things like that. Because... The way the specs works is that it uses some estimators that try to to 
forecasted, which is really, really hard. But sometimes we, we, we hit the nail uh, right. And Spencer, Spencer Watkins is, uh, is one of those situations. You can see the progression he, he, for the season. If you go and you can see that he's just a 58. Um, just a quick reminder. It, this is a scale from zero to 100 except for the Grom that always breaks stuff and goes beyond 100. <laughs> uh, and, and Spencer Strider is doing something similar, but uh, the, the, those are the guys that break things. But 58, it's not really good at all. If you see that the, for the season, yeah, you, you would lose interest on, on Spencer Watkins really fast. But if you check the 30 and 15 days index, you will see that he's been getting better and better and the jump from 58 to 70 almost in from the season to the 30 last days it's it should you know start the alarms for you and you say hey something's happening with this guy here and this is actionable because usually that means that the the pitcher is doing something different that will lead to better results most of the time and it continued when for the 15 last days he went from 68 to almost 71 so it's steadily going better so i'm, I'm very hopeful about him he's been a great streamer if you choose the the opponents and 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 and, and the, the teams that he's uh pitching against of course he's still not uh you know, an ace or something like that. But these are the tiny things that where you can get an edge here and there that, that can help you in your in your teams. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's great. And I, I forgot to mention on the on the sheet, there's a comparable uh, portion you could do here up to three pitchers. Like so you have Singer, Watkins and Lazardo here right now. And it, it and you can see the difference from season to 30 to 15 day improvements. And Singer's is crazy. But I think it's also interesting to me that Lazardo has been pretty darn good the whole season and yeah. it's just and, and there's been a lot of question marks around him and everything but he's still been pretty good so it's, it's another fun tool to also compare different pitchers to or, or get the full picture like you're saying so um it, it's really really fun to see like the, the Watkins deal singer who's also improving rapidly it does make a lot of sense because you know like you said you look at a full season and yeah it's like going to Fangraphs looking at a full season oh the guy still has a four six ERA he's no good but he's exactly. made improvements of late, and you know, in fantasy, we care about what's next, not what already happened. So, exactly. uh, it's it's a great tool to kind of see where those go. And you know, if when you get to the smaller samples, the relievers are going to obviously more often than not be very good because they have fewer uh, incidences to uh, affect things. But you sure. still got some great ones like uh, Jason Junk. All of a sudden, is on the board here. He's only made one start; it's only six innings, but he stands out as a pretty. Uh, guy to maybe look at a little more it makes it a, a little more interesting as a guy that uh, might get some run there for anaheim especially with cinder guard out of town is there any other pitchers that have really stood out to you this season when you've uh, been using specs maybe that's helped you uh, make some big improvements sure well um there, there have been a lot of like lesser used names and and um, but there has been also some overlooked guys that we were taken for granted and they've been useful uh tony gonsolin that we thought that he might wasn't that he couldn't get enough innings and things like that it turns out that he's gotten a lot of wins and and he was pretty cheap in in in, in during the draft season and he was uh one that was pointed out um tyler malley should 
end way better than he started. He's already improved. What what I like about this is that we can see the progression and we can action and take some decisions on the on the on the fly. And of course, you have guys that are already um, the starts that you will not be able to to get them. But for example. Um, Taking apart the, the his start yesterday where he was really bad, Keegan Thompson has had a useful season if you have been playing him against the appropriate um, teams, you know, the, the offensives. And um, specs, his specs has been near 70, 72. So these are the kind of, of names that we're I'm always looking for that maybe are at our not used and or, or, or are a little bit out of the radar and you can get still get him for streaming, especially right now in the second part of, of the season. Of course, uh, for draft season, um, Specs all is still, and he Specs is a, little, a big fan of Kevin Gossman, for example. And you can argue that you could get for the draft season uh, the discounted price in Comparing to other guys, the, the big names, you know, Cole, Scherzer, and he's, Gossman is giving us SP1 uh, numbers at a discounted price. Guys like this are always on, on fall always under the ra radar, but Specs always put them on, on the map for, for us. Um, right now, I'm speculating that Shohei Otani should get Cy Young votes, you know? <laughs> yeah. And My I know it, it, a My lot of people, goodness. yeah, and, and I mean, he's got like three, yeah, let's compare him with Shane McClanahan, which uh, he's been like fantastic, right? And he's been, I think everyone has in, in his, in their Cy Young votes for, for this year, but Otelio only has pitched 30 innings less than McLaren at this moment, which is, I, I, I understand that, that people like to see volume, right? But Otelio's K minus walks rate is better. His CSW is almost the same. He is uh, making chase almost the same quantity of, of batters. And uh, if you compare most of the, their stuff, they're not that far. I, I, and, and it might sound crazy, but I, I think, I'm not saying he's, he has to win <laughs> or the, the Zai Young or anything like that. But uh, if he can get some six more starts he could be in the conversation for mm -hmm. for 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 that so and, and this is something that if you go only for the for the accumulated stats or or the typical stuff you might overlook you know and i, I always recommend people to go deep into the list compare the previous season because I, I i also have a historical data for last season there and and be really really uh curious about these small trends and and you might find that spencer watkins that can help you 
and and will be useful for for a couple of starts here and there. And at the end of the season, you can start looking for the next, you know, Kevin Cosman, as as he did for for me on um, twenty twenty. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And um, real quick, what uh, a what do you prefer the number to be above seventy six? Like, what are you looking for above seventy to be good? Eighty. So seventy five is like the the cutoff. But if a pitcher was doing I don't know sixty, and suddenly he's on the seventies, not not necessarily seventy five. You have to follow those increments, um, 20, 30 percent increments from 15, 30 days or, or the season. I, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm even more interested about this because you will see the leaderboard and the first 10, 15 guys are going to be guys that, you know, they, they, they are the great, the great uh, pitchers. And we know we already know about that. So the increments and changes in, in, in their in their index is what interests me the more because that way we can see trends and we can act before before everyone else you know yeah no that's a great point one other thing i'll mention uh on spec here i mentioned a bunch of relievers on there they doing the 15 to 30 day samples also helps quite a bit with speculating on certain relievers that could be Maybe not getting the saves, but maybe yeah. it could help you in ratios, could help you in other situations. Like a name that pops up here a lot is Jason Adam from Tampa Bay, who's been outstanding. He's even gotten oh, a few yeah. saves throughout there. So that'd be one that would pop up for you. But just a few other ones, like as you yeah. – Andres Munoz has been ridiculous. Um, Tre- Trevor Stefan in Cleveland. Yeah. The, the, so, the, 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 some guys, yeah, that, that's a great point. You're, yeah. Yeah, so something to think about there. Uh, let's go to the Q leaderboard. Now, this one's fun because – I love a leaderboard. It'll make people ask questions. And like yeah. I said earlier, it's it's about you know th- the hard contacts, the elevation. Basically, wh- what guys have a better chance to hit home runs worse? That's that's the easiest way I can put it. Um, yeah. And it's, that's not the only thing this does, but that's the easy way for me to put it. And when you have a leaderboard that has, like you said, Joey Gallo's third, Patrick Wisdom's fourth, J.D. Davis's fifth, people are going to go, what is going on? <laughs> but I think that's what shows the, the goods behind it is it's just how good – these guys hit the ball and maybe, you know, maybe they're just not going to produce. It is, is what it is, but they're also maybe getting unlucky or maybe they've seen a tweak here or there. Yeah. So what what are you seeing with the Q leaderboards this year that stands out? Like besides, we already talked Gallo and Davis and everything, but like what stands out to you? Because um, it's it's a pretty fun leaderboard overall. Yeah, there are, there are some things that, the, the you know, get your eye and, and definitely seeing J.D. Davis there. Uh, it's one of them, but also we have guys like uh, T. Oscar that some people were fading for for this season, and he was injured, but he's now you know hitting the ball everywhere and, and getting the homers. Uh, so um, it, if you could afford the staging here, you 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 are gonna get some uh, reward uh, for the rest of the season, and of course. Uh, Q was always fond of, you know, guys like Jordan Alvarez and uh, all the likes. But we also have um, some guys like Matt Chapman that, uh, that, that, I mean, he's had his up and downs. He's a terrific defender. He's cape uh, prone. As we all know, he he strikes out a a lot. But he's also got a good quantity of homers. Matt Chapman might be one of the... Most underrated power hitters of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, that's something that, as you said, if he can tweak it a little bit now and there, he could turn himself into 
to one powerhouse that we might go get higher in, in our ranks. And, and, and those are the things that you should be following around. Um, we have guys like Paul Goldschmidt that he has, uh, he's been a little bit luck in terms of Babbitt, but he's also overperforming and he's always rating good in, 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 in queue. So you can always do nice speculative ads that might, uh, you know, get you big benefits at, in the draft season if things click the other way. And we all know that, yes, we can do all our analysis and things like that, but luck is always going to be part of these games. And sometimes we just need uh, a little bit of it so so our players, you know, get all the, or do everything that we expect them from. Yeah, definitely. And like, you're not going to run at all these guys, but it's just, it still is interesting. Like, Jorge Slayer is still hitting the ball very hard. Just the production is not there. And that's just yeah. one of those that, that stands out. We saw the terrors he went on in the past. Like, Fran Reyes, we knew he hit the ball hard. He has swung and missed and everything. That's why he's in AAA now. Uh, yeah. Garrett Cooper is on this list. That's a great one to, to look at as a potential guy. Just, just some fun, fun names on here. When, when, when you're bred, Christopher Morell is up here, which, which says a lot about his quality of contact. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely some highlights to, uh, to uh, stand out to me in a big way. Um, anything else on the Q leaderboards or specs that you'd like to mention? Cause I, I think it's a lot of fun. I want people to dig into it some more. I think it needs to be a bigger used tool. Cause it's, I love all the tools cause you have it all there. It's easy. Every like for hitting, for instance, everyone references max EVs, hard hit rates, barrel rates. They all, it's all right here. It's all in one. And that, I think that's a useful tool. Same with your, your specs. And I just like all the tools we can use that are easy to use. We can use them to help us find things to dig into to make deeper analysis on stuff. So uh, any other thoughts on specs and Q leaderboard? No, uh, as I said, uh, and just encourage people to, to you know, surf around the, the list and, and you will surely find something that pop-ups and, and, and cuts your attention. And it's like the initial step to dip digger in some guys that you might, uh, you know, overlook if we weren't by it and and it's always fun to to see something that maybe it's getting you know it isn't getting enough attention and from there taking it further and find out for a potential breakout or 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 even for fading uh one or or other player it's it's and and always if i i can help you anyone can send me a message on Twitter, I'm more than happy to discuss. I love, I love ranting a little bit about baseball. Yeah, yes, it's it's, it's good stuff, people. So please uh, ask Carlos away on that one. If I can help you, I will. But I'll probably just point you in his direction. So, uh, and I, like I said, it's, it, he's even got all the the links on top of it to help you figure it all out. So I, I highly recommend checking it out. A uh, couple listener questions here. We already asked, answered the Doc's question. What are the Red Sox doing? Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, <laughs> Wake up asks, okay, so he basically put the closing situations after the trade deadline. So let's get your thoughts on these. Tampa Bay, is it Fairbanks or Adam? Oh, man, I, I'd love Both. to be Adams. But, <laughs> yeah, they are definitely going to go whatever the situation needs. So it's going to be a shared situation most of the yeah. time. Uh, that's Fairbanks the way they roll. Yeah. yeah, they've yeah. both been good. Fairbanks got a couple saves recently. We've seen him do it in the years past. Yeah, it's one of those. Every time you get comfortable with one, though, it goes to someone else. I'm going to go Fairbanks, but it's yeah. See what see what it's, happens. It's a coin toss. Uh, Texas, Jonathan Hernandez, or would you like somebody else? I like Hernandez. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Definitely the, one, the guy. The yeah. one thing I mentioned with Toby on Tuesday night is Joe Barlow is supposed to start a rehab assignment soon. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Like I think it's still Hernandez for now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Especially a couple of years ago, he was supposed to be the guy before he got hurt. So uh, that's interesting. Uh, Cincinnati, he just put no. <laughs> it's anyone's. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati is a mess. Uh, yeah. In that regard, it's been a mess the whole year. I thought at the beginning of the year that Art Warren was going to run away with the closing role. He just, you know, was terrible. Uh, He's been hurt a lot, and it's anyone's to take the job. Um, I'm not really excited to pick up a a Reds closer for for anything for the rest of the year. Uh, But if you're desperate, uh, I'm not really sure. That, that who who to point you to to be honest i i'd rather say anything <laughs> to, yeah. to be honest. it's uh I, i've called it all year reds roulette because it just keeps changing it's ridiculous it was supposed to be hunter strickland then he gets removed alexis diaz gets put in there then when everyone drops hunter strickland hunter strickland came back in there so yeah. if you have the even, patience so. even buck farmer even buck yeah. farmer <laughs> yeah, so. just there's better so, things to do with your time. Like, yeah. go get Felix Bautista in Baltimore. That's one you could do. Oh, um, yeah. Jorge Lopez in Minnesota. I think we can pretty much agree on that one. Totally. Um, Detroit, he said, uh-huh. Because they didn't make a move, so it's still Soto? I assume. Soto has been my main guy for saves everywhere. I love yeah. the guy. <laughs> I hear he, he, he sometimes gives me a heart attack now and then because – but uh, – and he was – Sort of was like one of the big hits for me in drafting this this year because he was really cheap compared to other closers. Um, the same happened with Daniel Bard in, in Colorado. We got him very really cheap, but and he even Joe that Joe Jimenez is doing terrific for Detroit. I think they they keep rolling with Soto the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And then lastly, if for those that like Silence of the Lambs. He said, for Philadelphia, Sir Anthony finally captured by Clarice and D-Rob, <laughs> and D-Rob takes over. I think, I think what you said earlier is like Robertson gets most of the saves, but Sir Anthony probably gets a little bit of love too. Yeah. Might be a, I, I don't know, 65-35 uh, situation or I think so. Uh, a great listener of the show, great Twitter friend, Joe G asks, who has a better rest of season, Taylor Ward or Trent Grisham? Grishan, I think. I think Word already showed what what he was going to do, and Grishan is all around. It's a better a better baseball player. Yeah, uh, I like what Grishan's been doing lately. He's homered in three straight games. Uh, if you look deeper, he's the the hard hit metrics. I think are starting to get really good. Just needs a yeah. little more contact, and those are starting to show up. So uh, I'm liking what we're seeing there. And the last but not least, good buddy of ours, Dave Swan at Davithius asks. Um, and you kind of answered this earlier, but let you have the floor. Will LA fix Joey Gallo? Uh, I'm, I think they might. I don't know if fix, but it, it will be. We will see a better version of Gallo than what we've seen so far. Yes. Dave is my manager at Pitcher List. Yeah, Dave is an amazing human being, and oh, uh, he's. I had him on the show before. I've been in chats with him. He is such a, a great, great guy. So terrific. Um, I, I love. Terrific. I love what he wants to. Uh, interact with us which is always good so i wish him the best but uh yeah i'm with you i think gallo will get better can't get much worse let's put it that way exactly. so i i think he will get better my biggest concern is just how often does he play 
it's like, do you want him, Bellinger, and Muncie in the lineup at the same time right now? That's a interesting <laughs> dilemma. Uh, tonight, Gallo's not in the lineup. He showed up to the stadium, but um, like Trace Thompson's out there, and there's other rookies in the outfield. Yeah. Dodgers do Dodger things and they win. That's what they do. Dodger <laughs> Dodgers do Dodgers. But um, all right, Carlos, we will wrap it up there, my friend. It is always great talking to you. Before we head on out again, remind everybody where they can find you, find your work, all that great stuff. Um, I'm usually on Twitter at CA Marcano. That's my main thing. And I am putting weekly stuff for baseball prospectus and I still. Uh, well, Dave is waiting for me to do more stuff for, for Pitcher List. So I'll, I'll try to get into that soon. And um, I mean, always happy to talk baseball with you, Ryan, and anything because I really love uh, the way you, you carry your, your podcast. And I, I think that's why you are one of the best in, in the business. And I'm very happy to be here. And I mean, it's good to have baseball after we thought we wouldn't have a, even a yep. season and things like that. So we have to appreciate all, all the good stuff that we are being watching. hundred percent, man. That's one of the best things about you is your positive attitude. So that's a great point you make. There was a time where we didn't look like we we're getting baseball. So, yeah. uh, and wasn't too long ago where we got like a partial COVID season. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a wild few years when it comes to being a baseball fan. Yeah. Uh, obviously other things are more important than that, but being a baseball fan and, um, it's great to have a full season. We're going to have a full playoff. Like, we have baseball. We have Aaron Judge might break the home run records if you don't believe in Barry Bonds. Depends. I'm not going to get in that argument right now. Uh, but that's <laughs> one that's it's going to fire up. Don't you worry. That'll come up here soon enough. Um, you, you got Shohei Otani. Like, it could be back-to-back MVPs. Maybe MVP Cy Young. I don't hate that argument. Uh, there's a lot of fun storylines coming down the stretch. we got two yeah. months of baseball to go, so. Thank God. It uh, <laughs> should be great. But, uh, yep, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining me as always, Carlos. And I can't wait to do it again sometime, my friend. Thank you. All right, everybody. This was Bench with Bubba, episode 496 with my good buddy, Carlos Marcano, helping us break down the MLB trade deadline and more. Catch you all later. Yeah.